1: In addition to my JD, I also hold a couple of master's degrees in law. I am a master of the laws of taxation law, and I'm also a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Both of these advanced degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And as such as because of my training experience and interest, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, debt wealth management, estates, trusts real estate, and, of course, taxation law. And I'm proud to say that on occasion, as part of my practice, I'm sometimes able to seek out and vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse that are running rampant in our society today as more and more of us baby boomers reach that age and more and more people think that they have the right to um, relieve us of the burden of our resources. That's not a good thing. I am, as always, so pleased to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAC studios located also in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners, as that is my area of specialization with my um, bankruptcy certification through the state bar. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show and my voice (laughs) does not create an attorney-client relationship. And I can't give you legal advice in a one-way scenario that we're having going on here via uh, KFAX. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully give you some a broad outline of some of the issues, the key issues that you will need in order for you to put together an outline so you can seek out and find qualified professional help because you really do need to consider having a professional help you at least walk through the issues if you find yourself in a situation where you're being sued um, because you weren't able to um, pay your debt as agreed, or you as a creditor lent money to someone and now they're not paying. So you really need to um, understand the issues so hopefully you can get a good re- result because unfortunately – Most of the time when people represent themselves in legal matters, unless it's something that's straightforward, um, the other side has more weapons, more tools in their toolkit than you do, and um, you might find that your valid claim or defense will find its way to the promised land way before you do. So once again, the purpose of Selwyn's Law here on KFAX, in case you haven't guessed, is to discuss the law as related to your money, and unfortunately... More times than not, the lack thereof, and your overall finances, and what you need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money related well being, as I understand these concepts in this non threatening educational form. Because I keep hearing from so many of you out there in Radioland, I must let you know that I sincerely appreciate the fact that you not only listen to this show. But more importantly, you also take the time to share with me your very thoughtful comments on my presentation that I make here each week. And I want to thank you for your suggestions on the subject matter you'd like me to do some research on and lead a discussion on in future shows. Please know that hearing from you, including your respectfully presented critiques, disagreements, counterpoints, they all make my day. And So I invite you to please continue to let me know if you have a financial issue or a legal issue that you'd like for me to discuss here on Selwyn's Law on KFAX. And speaking of hearing from folks, now I get a lot of emails and, and, and contacts from folks and phone calls from folks all across across the country that listen to this show. And, you know, I have heard from folks as far away as the United Kingdom. And, in fact, I have developed some very good relationships and friendships with a bunch of folks who listen to me in London. But last week I heard from a listener from a place that's about 6,139 miles from the San Francisco Bay Area, a place that has been in the news just about every day for the last two and a half, three years. That place is Ukraine. Now, for those of you who have been hiding under a rock for the last couple of years, or even this past week, (laughs) according to Britannica.com, Ukraine is a country located in Eastern Europe, the second largest country on the continent after Russia. It's capital is Kiev. Well, it used to be pronounced Kiev. Now I hear people pronouncing it Kyiv. And it's located in the upper central uh, part of Ukraine. Now, Ukraine is bordered by Belarus in the north, Russia in the east, the Sea of Arzon and the Black Sea to the south, Moldova and Romania to the southwest, and Hungary, Slovenia, and Poland to the west. In its farthest southwest, Ukraine is separated from Russia by the Kyrgyz Straits, which connect the Sea of Arzon to the Black Sea. Now, a fully independent Ukraine emerged in the late 20th century after long periods of successive domination by Poland, Lithuania, Russia, and the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR, which Russia used to be called. Ukraine had experienced a brief period of independence in 1918 uh, through 2000, but portions of Western Ukraine were ruled by Poland, Romania, and Czechoslovakia in the period between the two world wars, and Ukraine there and after became part of the Soviet Union as known as the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic, the SSR. When the Soviet Union began to unravel in 1990-1991, the legislature of the Ukrainian SSR declared its sovereignty on June 16, 1990, and then its outright independence on August 24, 1991, a move that was confirmed by the popular approval of the plebiscite on December 1, 1991. And with the dissolution of the USSR in December of 1991, Ukraine gained its full independence. The country changed its name to Ukraine, and it helped to found the Commonwealth of Independent States, the CIS, an association of countries that were formerly part of the Soviet Union. Now, the country is, as you know, or should know, the country is now at war with Russia, which was brought on by Russia's annexation of Crimea, a peninsula in southern Ukraine that is on the Black Sea. Because the country is at war, I'm not going to share the name of the listener who contacted me, but I will share the message because it was so sweet. The The listener said, Hello, I and my friends really like your radio. We listen with great pleasure. Thank you for your good and quality programs. Keep up the great work. I want to receive a gift From you, souvenir with your logo on memory. Good luck and prosperity, your friend. In response, I wrote back, dear friend or fan, thanks so much for listening to my show and for reaching out to me. Please know that I pray for you and all the citizens of Ukraine and that your country will soon know peace, prosperity and safety for all. As for a souvenir, although it's not my creation, attached for you is a copy of the most important living document in my country other than the Bible, the United States Constitution. Please read it and let me know what you think. In the meantime, may the peace of the Lord be with you and your family during this Christmas season. So I just wanted to share that it's the furthest away uh, listener that I've ever heard from. And I, uh, I, I just, you know, with Ukraine on, on the news every day, I thought that was amazing. And I did um, look up the location of where this person is from, and there's really a town named that. But again, I, I don't know what's going on over there, but I did want to share with you um, that We have a wide swath of listeners here on KFAX, and we really appreciate them. So before we take a break, I want to introduce today's topic. I'm going to discuss what is bankruptcy and why bankruptcy is so important in our economy. So, you know, I've gone through this topic with you all before, but the subject um, it's so complex, and the rules of the bankruptcy code and the rules of bankruptcy procedure and case law changes so swiftly that one can never overstudy this subject matter. And because some of you are going to get into debt over the holiday, and you might be having to call me next summer, it's a good time to discuss this. So when we get back, we'll go into our today's topic a little bit more, and that is Bankruptcy 101. So stay tuned. I'll see you on the other side.
0: Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead.
1: Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we dig into a redo of a subject that we've discussed before, but it's been over a a year and a half ago. So I think it's time for us to bring back the topic again and go through it uh, at a pace that'll be easily digested by you. And that is, what is bankruptcy and why bankruptcy is important and necessary to not only our economy, but most industrial economies throughout the West. So what is bankruptcy? Bankruptcy. Every single day, individuals and business entities in our communities and all across the country and around the world make promises to others that the party making the promise sometimes cannot or will not keep, such as breaching a contract to pay back a loan of money to purchase a home or a car or a business asset. When the promisor breaches her contract, the breach will likely cause the other party, the counterparty, a financial loss. And unless the other party is grandma and the promise action is to love grandma forever, sealed with a kiss, the promised party will likely undertake collections and or other legal actions to recover the promised payments, the collateral, the house or the car, or both the payments and the collateral, as well as legal and other expenses related to collecting the debt. So what we're talking about here is the recovery of money owed by a debtor to her creditors. Money that is owed is referred to as a debt. The person or organization that owes the money is called a debtor. The person or organization to whom the money is owed is called the creditor. Anything of value that is owed by a person or organization can be used to pay a debt or fulfill a financial obligation is called an asset. Examples of assets are money, real estate, cars, stocks, bonds, and so on. If a debtor owes more money than the value of her assets, we say that she is insolvent. As an example, let's say that Selwyn owes $55,000 to all of her creditors composed of $10,000 to Richard, 5000 to Sally, $25,000 in federal income taxes, and $15,000 to a credit card company. Selwyn is a debtor with a total debt of $55,000. Her creditors are Richard, Sally, the federal government, and the credit card company. If Selwyn's assets are valued at less than $55,000, Selwyn is considered to be insolvent. This is another way of saying that everything that Selwyn owns put together would not be enough to pay back the debt she owes. Unfortunately, as often happens to people like Selwyn, who's an individual, also companies or governments, sometimes find themselves in a position where they're unable to pay their debt, also known as being in financial distress. And debts that are large enough to create a great deal of financial distress also can cause continually economic hardship. Sometimes financial distress and hardship is the debtor's fault, could be Selwyn's fault, such as through improvident financial decisions. And sometimes it isn't, such as an unanticipated medical expense that was not covered by Selwyn's insurance, or when Selwyn got a divorce, or as a result of misplaced trust in a business associate who commits embezzlement, or as a result of the vindictiveness of a person with control over Selwyn's means to make a living. Regardless of what caused the distress, in such cases, the the law in the United States has a remedy, and it's spelled out in Article 1, Section 8, of the United States Constitution, which covers the area of uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies as currently manifested by the United States Bankruptcy Code and the Federal Rules of Bankruptcy Procedure, along with an appropriate federal and state codes and case law. Bankruptcy is a legal procedure which can be used by individuals, companies, and even governments that are insolvent. That is to say, they owe more money than they're able to repay. Bankruptcy allows the debtor to be released from all or part of her debt. However, bankruptcies can also be used by individuals, companies, and governments who may be solvent on paper, but who may lack the liquidity to pay their debts as they come due. In cases of solvent debtors, they may seek time to gain the necessary liquidity by liquidating an asset to pay the debt. When a person or organization initiates a bankruptcy procedure, we say they file a petition in their local bankruptcy court, asking the court to place the debtor under the protection of the court, where, in the case of a Chapter 7... She, the debtor, can either have access to an orderly liquidation of her non-exempt assets. In a future show, we're going to talk about what exemption means while keeping her exempt assets to underwrite her fresh start. In the case of a Chapter 11, 12, or 13, to place the debtor under the protection of the court and give her time to come up with a plan of reorganization wherein she maintains the control of her assets by paying what the court believes is a reasonable amount back to her creditors in a reasonable amount of time. The importance of bankruptcy is that it provides a way out of an otherwise hopeless situation As such, bankruptcy is an essential economic interest, one that can transform an overburdened individual or corporation or government back into a productive and useful member of society. Similarly, bankruptcy can also be used to to restore a usefulness of government and the profitability of companies. They, uh, in the chapter seven context, the bankruptcy process coordinates its actions with by a licensed professional called a bankruptcy trustee, or more simply, just called a trustee, who works under the supervision of the bankruptcy court and the uh, Department of Justice via the Office of the United States Trustee. As a general rule, trustees are hired and paid by the person or organization filing the bankruptcy. Well, that's not quite true. Chapter 7 trustees are panel-appointed, but the fees for paying them do come out of the debtor's estate. In the United States, many bankruptcy trustees are lawyers and some are CPAs. And at Chapter 12, which is for farm persons and fisher persons, and Chapter 13s, which are for individuals, the trustee performs many of the administrative functions, such as receiving and dispersing the debtor's plan payments to her creditors. In such case, a Chapter 12 or 13 trustee receives a percentage of the payments paid by the debtor. So why is bankruptcy so important? Well, there's some great articles that have been written about the importance of bankruptcy, and I refer to one that was written by Harley Hahn of the Harley Hahn Center for Money and Economics entitled Why Bankruptcy and, uh, is Important and Necessary to Our Economy. And you can find his article at harley.com. Mr. Hahn states, when a debt is eliminated as part of the bankruptcy process, that debt is discharged. Once a debt has been discharged, the debtor is relieved of the obligation to pay his or her creditors, and the creditor is prohibited by law from taking any further action to recover on the debt. In this way, the individual continues to live her life free from the burden of oppressive debt. This is sometimes known as regaining or gaining a fresh start for her finances, Similarly, a company can stay in business while reorganizing itself around a more favorable debt structure, and a government can return to providing the essential services to its citizens. There have been some pretty major um, governmental bankruptcies. Some cities here in California, we all know about Detroit, also was a city that had to file for bankruptcy. So filing for bankruptcy and restructuring the debt allows those governments to continue on with their primary function, that is to say to provide services to the citizenry. The chance to discharge debt is a unique and crucial part of our economic system to understand why we only need to consider the alternative. That is, let's say what happens to a debtor who is unable to pay their debts before bankruptcy was invented. They would sometimes use lose their hand, they'd lose their liberty, and in some instances, they would even lose their lives. So I'm going to continue our discussion on why bankruptcy is so important, and then I'm going to talk uh, next time about exemptions, and I'm going to talk about the fact that sometimes your debt cannot be discharged because of its character. And what do I mean by character? For example, if the debtor obtained um, asset access to credit by some means that was untoward and meant to perpetrate a fraud on his or her creditors, there's a panoply of reasons as to why that debt shouldn't be discharged. So, again, when we get together the next time, I will share with you some of the additional um, issues that confront uh, debtors, creditors, and why it is bankruptcy is so important in our economy. I Many And even religious people need to understand that fact. Well, I'm going to leave it there for now. But as always, in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including the law of bankruptcy and... It's positive, the laws that is to say they're positive, in fact, and impact on our economy. So until next time, take care.
0: Bye-bye.